listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up guys? It's JK3. All right, so we're going to talk today about how exhausting it is to be a Jaguars fan, which was, I think was the theme of our group text uh, over the weekend. Um, uh, you know, the Colts game, the, uh, the loss in Indy dropping us to a 2-7 and seven record, and uh, then we'll discuss a little bit about the 49ers game coming back home in Jacksonville. But to start, uh, only because this was a topic in a networking meeting as an icebreaker, which is always, of course, fun podcast content as well is the uh, the discussion of best and worst Thanksgiving side. And I had the, uh, the inclination to say that cranberry sauce is by far the nastiest side, by far. Um, you're, you're but um, nope. <laughs> if you guys you're could way weigh in nope. on this important discussion. Nope, nope. Cranberry sauce is not that bad compared to chitlins. Okay, and I know that's not a side, uh, but chitlins are absolutely gross. Uh, my grandma used to make them a ton when I was a kid, stink up the Smell. whole entire house. Chitlins, Smell. chitterlings, hog maw, boiled like pig intestine is gross. No. All right. I don't eat pig's feet. Bro, I don't you're going to get so ears. much. You're going to, you're going to get so much slack on this. Yeah. People are going <laughs> to come for you. I can't <laughs> eat chitlins, not with hot sauce, not, oh, you rip. Nope. Nope. And it's not because of the taste. I can't get over the smell, man. I cannot. Oh, if you juice them and stuff or, you know, drain uh, them, they won't stink. No, it still stinks. It stinks uh, to high heaven. No, thank you. All right. I can be, you know, if I had on a bow tie and was selling bean pies, you know, no, no. You know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not eating chitlins. Absolutely not. Um, I think mine is, and, and Corey, you 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 let me know that I, that I didn't know that there was two different kinds, but, uh, well, I did ish. But I don't, I don't, I'm not a stuffing guy. Like I'm, I'm a dressing, like I'm a chicken dressing guy. I know it may be the same. It may be a Southern, like South thing, but I'm not eating the stuff that's stuffed into the cavity of the turkey after the turkey's <laughs> done. I'm not, you're not going to rake that out in a casserole dish. You guys describe this stuff so nasty. That's what it is. Is that <laughs> not what it is? Is that not no, what it is? We, well, the we way Derek was talking week. about that. Good. Because we just got through talking about it, like you know, the stovetop packets that are you know on the on the uh, in the store now, and that's what most people assume where it comes from. When in reality, <laughs> the origins of it is what JK3 just said. Um, I, I'm right there with you. I like the you know, uh, I, I prefer to call it dressing, but no, no, no stuffing. No, well, yeah, I'm a debate. dressing guy. A dressing guy with a nice heaping like spoonful of cranberry sauce on top of it. And Ugh. not like the, not, not the, not the, uh, the one you talk about, it comes in the can talking right. about like actual real cranberry orange, like, you know, sauce, like cranberry mm. sauce. That's, that's yeah. You can't get the ocean spray stuff. I think that's the problem is maybe I've just had, yeah, too much of the, you know, store bought that stuff is stuff. like jello. It's like jello in a can. Yeah. <laughs> I think the big debate to me is the dressing versus stuffing thing. Cause I always just assumed that that was sort of like a, a like I, I mentioned beforehand, like a dinner versus supper, just like uh, the same thing, two different words for it. But I don't know. It sounds like I need to you know be a little that, bit more uh, creative. What's that, you know, that food, that food league that where they do like the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. And then um, it'll be, and like whenever the food finalists league. come up to it, they're like, yeah, this person ate like 48, Hot tamales. I wonder, like, if there's one where somebody eats like cans of cranberry sauce. That's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> like, could you imagine someone just pounding cans of cranberry sauce? No. In fact, I can't. Yeah. Hot dogs, on the other hand, like, I don't know if you remember the Jacksonville Suns when they had the Fifty Cent Family Feast Night. Um, it was like Wednesdays, I think, maybe like one of their slower nights. They would do Fifty Cent hot dogs and like Cracker Jacks and all these other things. But the hot dogs—that is the one food for whatever reason I never get full. I can just eat like ten hot dogs and just keep going, and it's no problem. Oh, so you're, you're the ones keeping gate and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're yeah. keeping gate, keeping the exactly. lights on at gate, huh? Good transition. So speaking of that, down by the bank, sponsored by Gate Gas Station, um, <laughs> Glizzy Mondays. Yeah, where you can get your uh, that, that's where I get my Thanksgiving uh, food. Um, so you anyway, know, we've had but, supply chain, we've had supply chain issues all throughout this country. 
I bet you Gate doesn't have supply chain issues for their hot dogs right now. Oh, they, they only, only got, got them stacked. <laughs> yeah, they got a surplus <laughs> of the hot dogs. They got them ready to roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, man. They're daring um, us to win. <laughs> yeah. So, Gate, we're, we still need to hear from you, Gate, because I feel like we sort of got the hot dog thing rolling for you. Like, nobody was paying wanna, attention. Yeah, to- I just I just want to tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I drive a truck. Yeah. I just want a tank of gas. Give me a tank of gas, you know, fill her up. Give me, give me, let me, and let me get the premium. Give me get the premium, just a full Ooh. tank. Let me just ride. I'm talking about, let me put the gas tank in and the little clicker thing to keep it going, going. Mm-hmm. Let me go inside, shop a little bit. I want that thing to run. Nice. <laughs> if Khan if wants people and citizens of Duval, and we have a ton of us already that care about the team, if you really want them to care about the team, give away a free tank of gas after a victory. <laughs> Guaranteed. Oh, <boy>. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> Be like, yeah. you got to show your ticket stub at a free tank of gas, or they have, have to drill a new hole. They have to drill a new hole in the Gulf of Mexico for that <laughs> <laughs> new hole. That's funny. Well, there you go, marketing department of the Jaguars. We just That's lost it. Idea. We just lost it with all the environmental stuff. <laughs> yeah. about just digging a hole on the Gulf. Yeah, That's not good. Man. Um, all right. So, uh, so if you have, I don't know, opinions on that topic related to Thanksgiving sides, please let us know on Twitter. Uh, we did have a lot of responses about the, uh, boneless wings and church idea that seemed to be popular. Told so, uh, Told you, man. yeah, so that might be something we'll start, which is a, a pretty cool trend. Um, Holy ghost pepper wings. Oh, yeah, there you go that's I, that's actually pretty good we should holy start God. a company called that i think um i might edit that out holy, um, holy baptist blue cheese yeah that's a good idea stop. i might edit that stop. um okay so, so people are, instead of instead of the fans to cool them off they're gonna have fans to cool off their mouth and, and you know because the, the the sauce is gonna be too hot huh jk3 yeah, or you're yeah, gonna have a bunch of church fans got, got that, with got holy that holy Got that hallelujah, the hallelujah habanero hot. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's this is actually a pretty good idea, I think. But, oh, um, all right. So uh, I think that, like I said, the theme, I think, of our text about the game Sunday was just that one being a Jaguars fan is exhausting because you go from the Bills game, who, by the way, dropped like what, like 40 or 50 points or something the week after we held them to six, which makes no sense. But then we go into Indy and uh, have a pretty uh, pretty good struggle going on. I mean, I think that just to hit some of the high-level notes, and then we'll I'll get you guys to drill down a little bit, but Trevor Lawrence, 16-35, 162 yards, not particularly impressive. Agnew had that one, yeah, had that one explosive touchdown, which was pr- uh, pretty exciting. Seemed like the receivers weren't there. Defense in the beginning was looking rough, but I think overall, uh, you know, battled. And then, yeah. you know, Matt Wright, obviously, uh, struggled so uh you know derek i know you had some theories about lawrence that you were touching on before we started i don't know if you want to sort of jump into that a little bit um one thing i'm gonna jump in is i don't care if it's one quarter three quarters half a quarter uh you gotta stop the run uh i don't care if we did it for three and a half quarters we didn't stop it for the first eight minutes of the game and it cost us oh uh, come on no absolutely not no way yes no way no 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 yes Yes. Dude, yes. we the group text. We were we were literally we that first ten the first eight or ten runs by Jonathan Taylor. We all said that we were going to be in for a long day. I will take Jonathan Taylor having twenty one yards in the second or from the th- third quarter on any day of the week. You you can take that, but it ended up costing us. You, you can't if we had a team with a, a a fluid offense and a quarterback that's not hurt. Okay, that's what we're going to get at here in a second. Um, oh. Then yeah, it would matter. But you know we could be able to, we could overcome that, but we can't. We can't afford to do that because we don't have the offense to come back from it. Um, I think the offense, yes, the offensive pr- productivity was was lacking, and it's been lacking. Um, and I don't know the, the receivers definitely aren't helping him. And I, the thing that I, I really don't understand is that how we've been wanting a quarterback for so long. And we've got a guy that's putting it on the receivers and they're just not, they're not helping the guy out at all. That's the worst part about it. They're, they're just not like, you can say what you want about the coverage. You can say what you want about them not being able to get separation. But one thing that they're not doing as a fact is just catching the ball. You have got to catch the ball 
if he's putting it on you, putting in a position. I mean, there was one play where Dan Arnold was running. Uh, they were, I think they were running like a scissors, like a crosshack route <clears throat> or something like that. And Marvin Jones is going one way. And Dan Arnold, perfect ball. He's just throwing his hands up like, oh, should I catch this? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you should catch it, Dan. Like, I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, James yeah. Robinson can only do so much. And he's hurt yeah. also. Yep. I don't think he practiced uh, too much this week either. So we might be going into the second week without him. The, the, the heel is so tricky um, just because of where it is and how much I mean, think about when you're his size and, and the, the force it takes on your feet to be an NFL running back. That's got to be something that's just you know, they just need to sit him. They should have just said try to sit him for two Dude, or three I'm, weeks. I'm disappointed um, in Vishka. Like, look, Chenault, man, I, I, I am. Well, dude, I am so. Remember, the we we said in the preseason that we thought that the defense would come together faster than the offense. One, because it naturally usually happens, and two, the fact that you're not dealing, you're you're you got a, more vets on the back end that they've brought in through free agency versus on the offensive side, a lot of young guys with very little NFL experience. So offense is all about timing and fluid. One of the things that I wanted to to point on was Trevor Lawrence's timing on some of his throws. I think he's hurt. That's my personal opinion. I don't know this. I don't have a source. You're not a medical professional. And I'm not a medical professional. <laughs> it's strictly opinion. But I do know this. When I see a quarterback that one hops a comeback route on multiple times, there's a couple reasons. One, he can't throw, all right, which we know that's not the case. Or two, something's wrong, like something's wrong with his body. Uh, it doesn't – a lot of people that are fans of the game who may not follow it or may not have played it, it, it you know, played it, it much at all or, it, or played it a little bit or at all or don't follow the team that closely – you probably don't know what goes into a quarterback making a throw. It's not all arm. Okay. The arm is probably half the battle. A lot of it's legs, especially plant and, and step and throw. Kind of like and, a kind of like a boxer, like a boxer yeah, throwing a punch. Yeah, that 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 energy that comes up from the legs and then cut and is released through the arm. Okay. I think it's it's amazing when you, you study it. It used to be a show on ESPN or whatever, whatever channel it was, sports science that used to talk about that. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. goes into a quarterback throw. Yeah. And when you have your ankle rolled up on by a 300-pound guy and you jog back out and everybody thinks you're okay, I called Bull back when that happened that he wasn't hurt, and I'm still calling it now. He's hurt. I don't think it's broken, but it's not well because he can't plant. He can't he, – the ball doesn't have the zip mechanics. I think, JK3, you mentioned that uh, Denny Thompson, he's a he's a cool follow, very knowledgeable guy that locally here about QBs. Um, he was saying something about mechanics. I didn't notice that because I don't study quarterbacks. I'm not some quarterback guru. But I know one thing. If you're one-hopping comeback and back shoulder routes, that means something's off. And that, that I think he's hurt. That's just – like I said, just my opinion. But – I don't, the ball doesn't have the same drive. It didn't have the same zip on it. Some balls did when they were straight ahead or if they were like a crossing route. But if it was like some type of deep comeback, he didn't have it because he, you, couldn't, he couldn't get most of the energy from, from the whole body throw. Do you think, do you think that this is, is because – do you think that they have um, reduced the amount of um, downfield shots because of that or is that because of coverage? No, that's because of separation. <laughs> We can't get any separation. No, there, there isn't a single secondary in the National Football League that fears our wide receiver. Right, not a single one. So, so can you? Can I ask you a question about that really quick? One of the things I noticed, we went to sneakers and watched it, and so I was, you know, the giant screens. That's a whole other discussion. But the giant screens right in there. <laughs> yeah, we, we went to sneakers. It was great. It was a private showing. I was like super psyched about it because I didn't know. You some raffle? Would you, did you win some raffle for that to have the rest <laughs> on all the way to yourself? Yeah, uh, I think by being their only paying customer that day, I think that was the. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so um, again, not nearly as knowledgeable about 
how any of this works, but what I was seeing is it felt like Lawrence would snap the ball within like a second. He'd have somebody in his face. And what you're saying is he's getting pressured, but also the receivers don't get open. So basically there's like no option to do anything basically. Yeah. So <laughs> as, as a receiver and you learn this very early um, and, and when you play peewee, you know, middle high school, you know, you learn very early as a wide receiver to help your quarterback. You're his lifeline to not get killed. Okay. And what that means, yeah, your offensive line is supposed to keep you from getting killed, but your wide receiver is really the one. And the reason why is if you're not open, he can't get you the ball. Or if you don't know he's in trouble, you don't know to look back for the ball. So it's a little bit more complicated. Most people, oh, you just go out, run around, and turn around the balls. No, man. You got to know, you got to know, like when you look at a lot of teams, let's, let's give an example. Uh, let's just think of a, 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 let's look at like, I don't know, like Cincinnati right now with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Now I know they played together at LSU and they have continuity, but that would, that has transferred over very well into the league. And there's been some instances where Joe Burrow is about to get smacked and Jamar Chase knows he looks at the line of scrimmage one last time before he goes out for the route. He's like, hey, I got to turn around. I need to get out of my break a little bit faster because the ball might get there because he's going to have somebody in his face. That's the type of it's, – it's almost like the, the mind games and the being able to read each other, what read each other's you know body language and what they're thinking before the play actually happens. We don't have that at all. But, but what's the point all. of them? But, but what's the point of them going to Clemson and doing all these route running things? You know, doing these these all these drills and running these these things together at BK and like spending all this time together if they're not going to be able to create that continuity? Like, what's what's the point? What's the point? And what's the end game of them being able to go out here and practicing together if they're not able to replicate that on the field? Now, I blame that mostly on Herbs for running that you know two QB crap during camp by not making him the solid number one because he should have been getting every rep. But Minshew wasn't, Minshew wasn't going to, to, to Clemson. But Minshew those, wasn't those, on the boat with them. Those, Minshew wasn't those, out in BK. Uh, no, man, that's, 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 to me, that means nothing compared to the actual practice. I mean, that, that stuff helps. Don't get it wrong. It helps or else they wouldn't be doing it. But what I'm saying is he should have been getting every rep that he could, especially under whether if it was, you know, um, whether for seven on seven or shells or whatever, or when mm-hmm. they were doing scrimmages with the offensive line, because the offensive line is, is not that, you know, they're getting better, but they're still not that good. Dude, they're, but they're not bad though. Even with Linder being out, they're not, they're not yeah. terrible. They're not terrible. And another thing too, is we're, we're basically one dimensional without James Robinson. So that, you know, in that Colts game, that, that didn't help either. Um, he tried to go out and he made some runs, but he was still, he was, he was wounded. So they defense, Colts defense knew that. So they weren't going to take him seriously. We just don't have anybody on our roster that puts fear into a defense and a defensive coordinator. So things aren't open. Like if you had a, a true number one that could get off the ball, that could separate and make plays, Basically, the D coordinator would be like, all right, guys, we got a scheme. We got 20 or 30 sets, you know, plays, whatever, yeah. uh, coverages that uh, we got, to, you know, 20 or 30 plays, a set of coverages to to make sure that he doesn't beat us. Okay, so so playing devil's advocate, ETN doesn't get hurt or uh, DJ Chark, Chark doesn't get hurt. What, what do you think? What do you, do, Does this offense look the same? No, it looks different. How, how so? Because the, the reason why I'm asking is because Agnew, even though I understand that Agnew is a, you know, kind of a, a project to say, you know, where he's been defensive, gone over to special teams and now is, you know, an in, in, in instant, you know, plug and play. Like that play that he ran uh, on Sunday, you know, I saw that being a Travis Etienne play. I saw um, some of the plays where they're looking to get him into separation you know, being ETN type plays. Um, of course, he dropped that pass from Brethard a couple of weeks ago, but I saw that being kind of like a slot ETN type play as well. But what I haven't seen yet is I haven't seen 
where ETN is the person that is just making that absolute difference maker. You know, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that. I I mean, or excuse me, I've seen, no, I'm saying Agnew, like him being running those plays, but I don't see how ETN makes it different with him running those. You get what I'm saying? ETN's a better football player. If ETN is, if, if ETN is running those, like I don't, I don't see that. But I'm just saying, I don't see them being as as open or as like scheme scheme worthy wise. Is it, is it because, he, you know, I mean, well, Agnew's fast. Agnew's fast. He's agile. He can move. Like I don't see just because number one is there versus number thirty nine there. I don't see it being such a crazy difference. Is what I'm well, talking about. This we're talking before the snap. Okay, this this is what I'm talking before the snap. One, Etn's a better football player. Okay. Two. More coaches, players are going to be aware of ETN. Agnew might have done a couple things, but D coordinators still, still don't give a crap what he really does. Okay? That's why he ran it in the round for 70 yards for a touchdown. All right? Um, ETN is going to, and, and Sharp would have at least got D coordinators and DBs and linebackers thinking. That's what you want. Remember, they all play fast. They're in the league, man. They're the greatest, you know, the best football players on the planet. So they all play fast. What you got to get them to do is slow down and think and then catch them because you don't have anybody on your team that's just overly better than those guys on the the other 11 guys on defense. So you got to get them to think. You got to trick them a little bit. Now, could Shark or ETN turn into that? Well, we thought Shark could before he got hurt. He's shown flashes of it. ETN was supposed to be that flex guy that they used on offense, like a little Swiss army knife. And it, you know, that we don't have it. And what we have now is not good enough. I think LaVisca Chenault is a very physical player. They got to find out how to get him the ball more, but he just can't separate Marvin, Marvin Jones. He's, he's getting older. So he's a very good route one and wide receiver, but he's not a number one. And when he is a number one, look what happens. They, that's probably the only person they're paying attention to. And then what's funny about it is Dan Arnold, who's come on out of, you know, from, from Carolina, is a very good tight end. He's had a couple of drops. And, and, you know, Trevor definitely is leaning towards him for some targets. So that's working. But you can't eat in the NFL when you're, if you can't run the ball and your primary target is your tight end. True. So no, 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 I get, I get what you're saying. And, you know, I'm still not necessarily, maybe I'm not convinced or maybe I'm not sold on it because I just haven't seen, you know, the offensive philosophy or whatever, you know, or, or anything else like that, that the staff is trying to do. Um, But besides not running the ball with James Robinson, and now that he is, you know, hurt ish, you know, they're going to become, you know, one dimensional. Um, I mean, but, but looking at, the receiving core, you know, you're right. Nothing on paper, you know, makes you nothing on paper is keeping you up at night besides, Mm -hmm. you know, Agnew and Agnew is just making sure that you don't get him in space. His hands aren't reliable, um, you know, because he's not, you know, an actual, you know, receiver by trade. Um, I think Vishka, as far as him goes, you know, you're not going to get, he's not going to burn you. Um, He may burn you. He may get you after the catch. If he's in space, you know, completely understand that. Uh, And as far as Marvin Jones, Laquan Treadwell, T- Tavon Austin, those aren't guys that, that are that are keeping you up at night. Journeyman, the biggest thing, too, that I, I take away from last week's comments by fans uh, is this, this whole notion that we need to sit Trevor down and put C.J. Beathard in the game. Absolutely not. Okay. Huh. Oh, but C.J. Beathard, he did some things. Let me, let me explain something to you. When you don't have tape on you in an offense, you look like a star. Okay. You look like a star. Um, look at like Sam Donald for Carolina, for instance. Sam Donald, those first two or three games, looked like a star. Joe Brady had him doing, playing very well. He got 12 quarters of tape on him. Defensive coordinators figured him out. And before he got hurt, he looked like the Sam Donald that we all know he is. Tape, tape is everything to these coaches and these guys. Okay, we just had a player – our ex-player on a couple of weeks ago that talked about, you know, make sure you look good on tape. NFL coaches, they do two things, okay? They coach and they watch tape all day, all night. And that's probably also hurting Trevor Lawrence a little bit too 
We got nine games of tape on him now in real NFL action. What's he yeah. doing well? What's he not grasping? Okay, until he grasps this, we're going to keep doing this. Right. Cover six, cover three, single high, wh- whatever it is. You know, blitzing. There's going to be things that he can't do well, and they're going to capitalize. So th- we're also a victim of that. I think as, as a team is D coordinators are just they are making sure that hey we can't let this guy get in rhythm. You know, once he gets in rhythm, you know, boom, boom, boom. Um, that Jets quarterback that replaced Zach Wilson, Mike White. Mike White. Oh yeah, his first two games. Oh look, Zach Wilson. Da da da. Then you know, back to reality because they got tape on him. Mm-hmm. Tape is everything. Yeah, it's everything. tendencies. Yeah, those tendencies out there. Um, <clears throat> the tendencies are definitely you're going to be big, but I, I, I need to. I just need to see. I, He's got to make something happen with what he's got to work with. That that's what he just has to do. The tools that he has right now, if this offense or if the Jaguars, you know, they they want to try the the defense and the thing too. And we'll probably transition to the defense. But man, the defense kept him in the game. They kept him in the game last week. Um, and it seems like the defense. Um, but besides the Seattle game, Miami, it was it was good um, or good ish. And then it's just kind of been improving. Seattle wasn't wasn't good. Buffalo, they played outstanding. Indianapolis, they played outstanding as well. So I think that, you know, the, as long as the, the test and as long as he sees that the defense is there, hopefully, you know, Bevel starts opening up the playbook a little bit just because we can get a little risky and start trying to not play as conservative. But, you know, he's got to make the, the receivers have got to step up. They've got to help the kid out. That, that That's what's going to happen. I, I don't think I think the most popular argument you know, at least here in Jacksonville, whenever a quarterback starts struggling, it's always put in the backup. You know, you've seen it with Garrard. You've seen it with Quinn Gray. You've seen it with Cleo Lemon. You've seen it with, I mean, Minshew. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that just just happens. They, they always think that the backup quarterback is, you know, going to be the end-all, be-all. And now all of a sudden people or receivers are going to be catching the ball. Lackluster talent, you know, at the receiver position. And uh, I, they've got to help him out. They've got to start catching those balls. If they come th- their way, you've got to do it. Dan has got to continue to be a staple in the offense. Uh, I think Marvin has got to continue to do that. But I think Vishka has got to definitely step his game up. I mean, and if we're going to put tape on and, you know, if and if he's if he doesn't want to be here, he, he doesn't like the way he's being used. OK, fine. But you need to put something positive and productive on that tape for at least for the re- remainder of 21 so that. You know, if you do go to another place or do go somewhere, you have your better chance. You don't want, you know, half-ass film out there about you. Mm-hmm. So when you mentioned the defense, just to kind of shift gears a little bit, you know, JK3, that that sort of, I don't know if you'd call it inconsistency or what, but, you know, the way the team played relatively poor defense in the beginning of the game and then really, I guess you could say, kept us in the game uh to allow us to at least kind of keep it close i mean what what's sort of playing into that um because it's kind of it's inconsistent even in the way of when the defense shows up whether it's at the beginning of the game or the end of the game i mean what what changed in the middle of that game where jonathan taylor wasn't just running us down every play well i think that they got tired of they 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 may have bucked up and just said all right a couple years ago against carolina they ran the same play right down our throats every time we're not getting the play ran down our throat anymore. We're going to play gap assignments and we're going to stop them. Like that, that's pretty much, they, you know, that's what happened. They just pretty much bucked up and just said, okay, they're going to run the ball. They're going to run it. They're going to run it. We're going to stop them. And the defense has been, you know, been very responsive to that. I think, um, you know, Cullen has been calling a pretty awesome game, but also the defensive line has been getting some amazing push. I don't think a lot of people are talking about that as much, like the way that uh, Hamilton and uh, uh, Roy Roberts and Harrison have been playing, um, you know, Taven, as much as that tasted like chit- chitlins coming out of my mouth saying, um, as, as much as, as, as Taven has been, <laughs> as much as Taven has been playing, um, you know, the, the interior defensive line these last two weeks, they've been getting home. Um, and they've been they, it, and that has been affecting it. And it's allowing Josh Allen to come just, you know, like a maniac off the side. And even Chase on has been doing some things as well. Um, you know, I think that the, the linebackers have been, you know, taking away some of the actual run, but there's still a liability in the pass coverage. Um, you know, 
Shouts out to Shaq Griffin. He's been playing, you know, lights out. He, I need him to get a pick. I, I really do. There, this is the he had a he had an interception on Sunday, or he had an interception that should have been an interception on Sunday, but he didn't catch it. Dude, he's had the ball. He's had the ball a couple times right to him, and you got to come down with that. You you got to come down with it. Honestly, like what they're they're, they're the, the Houston, the Houston one, the, the, the play that he had at Houston, the first play, that was a pick. He's had a mm-hmm. couple of them. This past Sunday, that should have been an interception. Yeah, the defense, you know, obviously, Urban Myers mentioned they've done some scheme changes. They've inserted Rudy Ford. Um, they found a nice rotation up front, um, playing smooth more. You, you got Miles Jack and Quincy. They're able to fly around. You know, in that you know five, seven, ten yard range, especially come downhill on running downs, uh, getting the stop on first down is huge. Uh, that you know makes a team one dimensional. We didn't do that in the first quarter, but we definitely did it you know, later on in the game. And, and that's really that's really what it's about. They've definitely simplified it, and it works. You know, what, what whatever mm-hmm. zone coverages they're running right now, um, whether it's three, two, you know, I haven't really paid attention to know which one it is, but I can tell you it's working. Okay, it's definitely working. And then when you think about like the Taven Bryan, the the Josh Allen smooth the, that that defensive line rotation, smooth too. Yeah. Remember, yeah, remember it's not just a couple of guys like one or two guys. They figured out some type of rotation where all like on certain down situations they insert a certain group of defensive linemen, and that goes. So you got to think you know coaching to that, um, and you also have to. You know, think the players because the, the players may have, you know, voiced some things, too, is, you know, what they're seeing out there on things they can do. Um, yeah. me, I, I mean, even Gosses, Bryan, even, yeah. even Gosses made a play. And I was like, who who is who who's this guy? Who Who is number 50? I think where I think Gosses wears uh, um, 96. I was like, man, who was who that? And it was Gosses. So, yeah, they, they've all been getting that, that rotation. Like you said, they've all been getting in on it. And uh, I think Taven Bryan may be uh, doing something, uh, you know, some performance enhancing stuff uh, because that's just I, I got like, no. no Wasn't he like fine. really, really young when we drafted him? Maybe he's like just finally starting to stop. turn the corner. OK, no. All right. no. So he can, if he can turn the corner in- and pack his locker. Yeah, if it ain't performance enhancing, it's he knows he's not going to be in the league and he better do something. Hmm. Okay, he's, um, still, he's he's not going to be completely gone. He's going to be he's going to end up somewhere. You know what I mean? But I just don't think that for him being a first round draft pick, this if this if this Taven was the Taven that we saw the second year that he was drafted, you know, it wouldn't be such a such a such a bad taste. But no, uh, no, again, no, I don't no. know what he's doing. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I like it. Mm-mm. For for the for the fact of them winning or looking, you know, like a like a complete unit, I, I like what's happening. But I think it's it all starts with that defensive line, and I, and a couple weeks or last week, I said that the most interesting thing and the most storyline on this is going to be Indy's offensive line versus our defensive line, and it showed out to be a, a really good matchup. Um, you know, Indianapolis's line they've got some ballers, they've got some studs on that offensive line, some true road graders, and so this is two weeks of performance from the defensive line, one coming from Buffalo where their offensive line isn't really good at all. And our defensive line was able to dominate. Now you're coming into, you know, uh, Indy where their offensive line is pretty good. They have the number one rusher in, in, in the NFL with Jonathan Taylor. We were able to manhandle and kind of assess some dominance there. So now third week in a row, do you go out and set, do you, do you set that? Third week in a row, everything's playing in your favor. Now you've got a team coming from the West Coast over to the East Coast. Now you've got a you know you've got some offensive firepower in Kittle, Debo, um, Brandon Ayuk. Um, you know, so you've got some offensive firepower there. So I think that that shift now it's going to be our linebackers and secondary earning their bread this week. Well, well, I'll really quick. You. Derek, before we ju- are we going to jump into the 49ers game now? Uh, we can. Okay. Doesn't matter. So we but, should. Or if uh, you, you have, fire away. What'd you have? 
Well, I was just going to say we we had a break for our, our ad, our sponsor. Oh, damn. We got sponsors. Sorry. We got it. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, now uh, we're from our sponsors. Yeah. Now a word from <laughs> uh, this great sponsor who just makes a great product. And here they are. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, and we're back. Uh, appreciate that uh, that sponsor for supporting the podcast, um, Derek. I didn't mean to cut you off. I know you guys are about to jump into the 49ers game. Before we start talking about the game, though, let's talk about the uh, home game experience coming back to TIAA Bank Field after the uh, away game versus the Bills. How do you anticipate? Uh, and I'm kidding about that, based on the attendance. But uh, how are you guys thinking the crowd is going to look this coming Sunday? Because I don't know if the four, did the 49ers fans really travel or should we have a pretty sparse crowd uh, coming up here? I think it'll be a pretty decent crowd considering there's nothing really to do. Um, as far <laughs> as like you, you're going to you may have family in town, you know, for the holiday coming up. Um Oh, you yeah. want to go check out the local football contest? Yeah, you know, you get both, uh, both uh, college teams are playing away games uh, this week. So I still say that that has something to do with uh, some of our attendance. Um, but in large part, it's going to um, – there's not going to be much going on. So, yeah, the, the team stinks, but this is going to be like – Probably the if we keep losing, this is probably going to be the last decent crowd you see before it starts getting really light. Really, you um, think so? Yeah, uh huh. Like this game will probably be one of the last decent crowds you see, huh? Unless there's somebody big coming to town, which you know, look at the schedule. I have to check the schedule, but um, I'll tell looks- you what. Let me put it like this: There's <laughs> a guy coming. He's got a beach cruiser, and his name is Debo. Okay, and he's riding to Jacksonville. Debo Samuel, a little play off the movie Friday. Um, it's Corey's never seen. Yeah, yeah I don't know what you're seen. talking yeah. about. Exactly. That's, <laughs> why, I never That's seen. why I said it. Like, what's Get going him, on? people. Get him. He's never seen the movie Friday. I did uh, see, no, uh, Derek, I did see uh, the original Ghostbusters last night. So oh, just a heads up. We'll talk about that later. Uh, 37 but, years later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Debo Samuel, y'all saw what he had with Jalen Ramsey crying like a little baby on the sideline last week. <laughs> okay. Um, dude's been doing that. 49ers are a good team. They're, they're well coached and they'll be well prepared even for the West coast. The whole, Oh, this could be a trap game. No, <laughs> uh, they run the ball very well, which we've proven that although, yeah, we stopped it for two and a half quarters. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, they got a back Eric Mitchell. This is how you know a team runs the ball well when their starter and their backup are out, and they've been out since the beginning of the year. And the third stringer is going to run for a thousand this year. It's not a running back thing, that's a team thing. Okay, Mitchell is their third guy from camp, and he's going to run for a thousand. That's how you know a team can run the ball. And that's why I think we're going to have a problem. Now, we may plug it up. JK3 could be right. 
him and I love disagreeing, so he could be right, but I don't think so. I think yeah, I'm, not, I'm not worried about be, the run. You don't worry about the run. I'm not running about Jimmy the run, G. No. Can't throw. <clears throat> I'm not worried about the run. I'm I'm really Jimmy. not. I'm I'm really not worried about the run. This okay, week. okay. This week, okay. bro. The re- I'm telling you what I'm worried about. I'm worried about I'm worried about Kittle, and you know how this team <laughs> plays against tight ends. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm worried You worried about. about Kittle? So you ain't worried I'm about worried Debo. about Kittle. I'm Debo worried about Kittle. And catches. He, 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 he had five carries last game. Okay. Dude. Debo does it all. What if Gasecki from Miami can do what he did to us? Kittle, that's 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 how I'm that's how I'm watching. I'm I'm making sure we know where 85 is, and especially since in the offseason, he played a little um a little April Fool's joke saying that he got traded to Jacksonville and was like, ha, psych, I would never go there. And I'm like, you know what? That should be locker room motivation. Whatever happened to locker room motivation? Whatever happened to, like, you know, you taking tweets and putting them up on the bulletin board, you know, as you're walking into the weight room or anything else like that? I think it's, like, overly saturated. There's, like, too much of that stuff now. You know what I mean? With the internet and all that. I, I mean, I, I would love – I mean, I that would motivate me. Yeah. Like you think that we're a joke, but no, I think Kittle is one of the one of the guys that you're gonna have to watch. And the way that this team, until I'm proven wrong, or until we as Jaguars fans are proven wrong, tight ends, you know, they they eat they eat against this defense. They've always done it. I call it the curse of Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> they they the, the tight ends just just literally come here and and they, and they just ball out, you know. So I, I they definitely have to you know keep an eye on Kittle Debo. You got to keep an eye on him as well. I, I don't. I don't know if um, I assume uh, Shaq Griffin is going to follow him because he's been following uh, the number one receiver. So it'll be up to um, Tyson Campbell to you know he's going to have to earn his lunch against Brandon Ayuk. So I mean, who's who's another fast player as well? So I think that you know if they are content, and the thing that too about Debo that doesn't really it scares me, but it doesn't scare me is that if when he does run the ball. I think our front is a little athletic, you know, with Josh Allen, uh, Kayla Vaughn chase on, you know, I think this will be a good opportunity for them to actually stretch the flats and get out there. If he does, if we do see some in the round stuff. And I think that with uh, miles Jack as well, he can really kind of run, you know, you know, sideline to sideline. Um, but yeah, the, the thing that I'm worried about is Kittle. Man, look here. Man. And Iuke, Iuke again, because Tyson Campbell, has been playing that, or he he's starting to come on, but Ayuk and Kittle are the ones that I'm worried about. Look, Kittle has definitely been one of the top tight ends the last you know three four years in the league. Um, I wish somebody would just give him a forearm shot to the head. <laughs> um, I, I don't what? wish ill will on anybody, but yeah, a quick forearm shot to the head so he can understand that you know you ain't gonna pick it our city, um, but. I just don't like the matchup just because of the coaching. If this game were a road game, I'd be like, oh, no, Seattle part two, you know. Um, But we do have a little bit of incentive that it's a home game and they have to come across, you know, the country. So we'll see. But I just don't like – I don't like teams that can run the ball with someone off the street. Okay. there's, There's a few teams in the league like that. They could go get anybody, any running back, and just start running the ball and make the running back look like whether if he has a resurgence or we don't know who he is, and he goes for like 80 and two touch, two two TDs. And you're like, where the heck did this dude come from? That's because the team is good at running the ball. So I I don't like that at all. Uh, Another another matchup, too, uh, to look at is uh, Cam Robinson and Joey Bosa. So I think Cam is going to – this is going to – this is what's going to earn him that contract. Yeah. I mean, he's been playing pretty good. Um, I think – is he coming back from his back injury? I think so. I think he's okay. back. Okay. Yeah, I think he's back. Um, so this is what's going to – this is what's going to get him paid, how he handles Joey Bosa, one mm-hmm. of the more premier pass rushers. Um, or is it – no, not Joey, Nick. I'm sorry. Is it Nick? It's Nick, right? It's Nick. It's, Nick. Yeah. it's the younger yeah, brother. Nick. Yeah. yeah, Nick. Nick Bosa. My bad. I didn't mean to say Joey. Joey plays for LA. Um, yeah, Nick. So yeah, Nick is the one that they're uh, you know, this is gonna be <clears throat> an opportunity for for Cam to really show, you know, that he is that 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 dude. This is gonna be the I, I mean, who else are they gonna play that's gonna have a have an end coming at him like that? I mean, yeah. 
yeah, he's got he's this is his time to go out and actually earn that bread. This is going to be the game that defines if he's going to get that contract in the offseason. Man, I tell you, this is that that is going to be a good matchup because you know with both of them on the, the whole contract situation. But between that and then they play they play uh, the Rams. I don't know if he'll have a, a lot to do with Aaron. He may have to. He's going to have to deal with Aaron Donald um, and Von Miller and Von Miller. Yeah, so and Von Miller twice. This is the second time seeing Von Miller this year. But yeah, no, I think it'll be an opportunity for him to really go out there and shine. Um, but you know the the receivers, man, to to put a bow on it, they got to help the kid out. They got to help sixteen, bro. That's like the only thing. That, like that's it. Yeah, they need to. They got to figure out some type of running game. You can't make this one dimensional. You can't put him back in the gun, five and seven step drop all the time. That's not going to work. He's going to get green. Yeah, they got to figure out some type of run. Even if you get, if you get Hyde, let's say you get Hyde fifteen touches. And Agnew five touches back there or something. Drum up something. Because I don't think Robinson's going to play just because of the heel. And if he does play, uh, will he be effective? If he, if he is, if he is able to play, then, you know, sprinkle him in there too. give him 10 to 15 touches along with Hodge. Usually I'd give Robinson obviously more touches, but he's hurt. So they got to do something to bring some balance because they're not balanced at all. And what you don't want to start happening is Trevor Lawrence getting gun shy. Now it's a little bit too early for to even start talking about that, or or it could not be. But if he starts getting gun shy, then that's where the real bad habits start forming because he's just not getting time and he doesn't feel comfortable. And when you don't feel comfortable, that's when the real bad stuff starts happening. Like he gets hurt or he starts throwing a ton of picks fumbling, trying to do too much. And that's what we don't need. He doesn't need to do too much. He just has to play within the offense. The problem is the offense just isn't vibing. It's not It's not in the sink. We'll see. But Well, what's your uh, – like we do each week, Derek, what's your uh, record prediction? So currently we're 2-7. and seven, So after we leave the stadium on Sunday, what are we looking at? Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, do I have to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I don't want to pick against the team. I want to. I want to see them win. And I tried that last week, and it didn't work. Although, right. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm just gonna be be honest and just. I don't think we're gonna win. So two and eight. Two wow. and eight. It's brutal. JK three. So we're two and seven currently. Are you concurring that we will also be two and eight, or do you think there's a chance? No, I think they get this one. Okay. Yeah, I think they get this one. I, I really do. I, I think they get this one. Um, I, I like the way the defense has been, has been playing, um, and I think that the way uh, the matchups, again, for the defense, I think they're going to get home. Uh, I think that the way the defensive line has been playing, it's going to be an opportunity for them to get home and and really try to get some good hits on, on Jimmy G. Um, yeah, I just hope that the secondary and the linebackers can show up. But no, I think uh, I, and I don't know why I'm so confident. I don't know why I feel that way about it. But I, no, I think they really do get this W, and you know, I think this will be a good one. Okay, so Derek, you hate the Jaguars. That's pretty much what it is. Pretty much no, what he said. I don't, I don't hate the Jaguars. That's exactly what he said. I hate the Jaguars. I just think that he's got a Dallas. He's he's got some Dallas Cowboy uh, pajama pants. What you've uh, gone Cowboy. back? <laughs> never, never, never. He went back, back to the star. Went back never. to Jerry's world. That's terrible, never. Derek. I have a neighbor like three houses down that all of a sudden has a Cowboys flag outside. I'm like, that's how look. Hey, that's they're starting to come out. Look, that's the second half of the season. Here they come. All their stuff from NFL shop is coming in. <laughs> it looked it looked pretty pristine. It looked new. Flag with the creases in it. it all either. They can put up as many points as they want, blow out whoever they want to blow out. They're they're not going to win anything either. So they need to come up off of it. Um, I, I truly believe in the curse of a uh, Jerry. Um, or, or the curse of uh, yeah that Jerry Jones has that team cursed, but. Man, it's tough to be a Jags fan, man. It's so tough because you want to see him play well. You want to see him win. 
you 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 want to see them do the right things. Uh, all the off-field stuff and distractions that Herb caused in the beginning are now done, and he, hopefully he you know stays focused on football, which it sounds like he is. They just have to figure out something. NFL teams, there have been teams that have done a lot worse that have rebounded on the second half of the season and played a lot better. They they have to have some sort of forward momentum going into this offseason. Um, you know, whether if it's Herbs talking about the draft and stuff, I think that's dumb. He should be focused on these next what do we we got? Uh seven games left. Was he there two and he's, he's gotta take that Belichick approach and just seven, stop talking. Yeah, or eight games left. Yeah, that bell he's gotta shut up, man. And just focus on the film room, focus on your quarterback, try to figure out how you can get some consistency. So consistency, fluid drives. It is a real struggle for them to even get certain down and distances right now. So like if they're if they're third and eight or third and nine, they're in real trouble. Usually NFL teams have plays or have things they can do to even sometimes convert those. I think they're last. I think I think he's last. Trevor's last on like converting on third down. Yeah, and his percentage, his passing, you know, completion percentage is down compared to you know the rest of the league. That's because he doesn't have guys that can get open. Um, You definitely have to, you know, just get creative, and that's on the offense. That's on the OC too. You got to get creative with what you have. That's one thing, and I'll say is, I know we're wrapping up, but. Sometimes you have coaches that are just so damned and determined that they're going to run what they want to run their offense and not work with what they have. That's what I think his biggest problem is, is his stinking ego. And the fact that you're talking about, are you talking about Dan Mullen or uh, or Urban Meyer? Oh, they come from the both, (laughs) you know, buddies. So yeah. Um, Just stinking ego, man. You can't do that. This you got to play the cards that you're dealt, and these are the cards that you're dealt. Don't try to force square peg into a round hole. When you look at the team, and especially the receivers, they can't separate. So you've got to draw up some plays to help them separate. You got to get creative on offense to help them separate. LaVisca, what do we know? Let's take a step. We try not to get too technical, but let's take a step back. JK3, let's really take a step back. Let's look at our two wide receivers. Okay, let's look at LaVisca and, and Jones. LaVisca, six foot, 210 pounds, physical, bruiser, loves contact. So, where would you put him if you lined him up? Uh, I'd put him in either someplace in space where he can take like a, um, a handoff or take someplace where he can get like an end around or, you know, some type of screen or something to where we can get him in space. To where he can run over people or like make the first person miss. So you wouldn't have him run an 18 yard curl route down the field. Absolutely back not. No, because he's not, okay. he's not, he's not fast twitchy like that to, to run that. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so, and then Marvin Jones, vet, perfectionist route runner. Been around in 10 years. I'm, I'm running on, on a third and seven, third and eight. I know he's going to give me nine. Yeah. Keep the sticks going. Point is we don't do these things. We don't. They don't do these things at all, because Herbs isn't. I don't know if he doesn't want to draw them up, or if if uh, Bevel just is, you know, another arrogant, you know, son of a gun that thinks he can fit a square peg into a round hole. This is coming from from him not running Marshawn Lynch on the goal line. Man, it's past that. It's past <laughs> that. We're, we're we're over that. Okay, not a Seattle uh, no, fan I, anyway. I, that, that, I will. I will <laughs> say that. I will say that to. I, he will always be the guy that ran a slant when he could have handed the ball to Marshawn Lynch on the one yard line and who was mm-hmm. not going to get declined or denied. He'll always be there. Yeah. So these are the things they have to start thinking about and, and they need to start doing because he obviously knows LaVisca Sonault isn't going to run those intermediate routes and go get your first downs that way. If Robinson's out and Hyde struggling, then you better run some shovels, some underhand tosses to LaVisca's something to get him one-on-one with a skinny corner because the skinny corner might have trouble tackling. You might be able to break one. You just got to do something different. And that's what I don't see. That's the problem. Instead, 
hey, we're going to do such and such. Now, he did put Jamal or, or Agnew, and they did run that, you know, whether it was reversed, you know, end around, whatever you want to call it, for a touchdown. Oh, we drew – he said on his, on his talk show, he said we drew that up for him because we saw that. He didn't drop crap, okay? <clears throat> I saw Percy Harvin do that 20 times at Florida. You inserted Agnew into that play is what you did. And it actually worked. It, it panned out for you. So, oh, well, you know, if it worked, it worked. No, you, my point is he got lucky. <laughs> it, it's not going to happen again, guaranteed. It's not going to happen again. What are you going to do now that the league saw that that happened once? It's not going to keep happening. So are you going to get creative and do some things with other weapons? That, that's all I'm saying. That's it. So, man, it's just it really stinks to watch that this offense just struggle so much. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's – especially with the defense coming on the last two weeks. Like, I feel like they, they're just one step away from being able to put together a complete game. And I think that's one of the the, work, the more frustrating things about, you know, you mentioned about being a Jaguars fan. It's just like, you know, the offense can look decent and, and show some flashes and then we get nothing. And then the defense, you know, will lack, but the offense is able to move the ball. We'll get a 106 yard or 100 or was it 106, 106, 110 yard, you know, uh, uh, kick six returned and nothing else. <laughs> but so it's just like I'm just waiting for them to put together a complete game. And it seems like, you know, the, the more frustrating thing about the Jaguars right now is that they have to play a perfect game in order to win a game. And most teams, they can have a couple faults, a couple of things like that. I'm not talking about like detrimental, like, the the special the um the punt block yeah that's stunk but I, I feel like some teams are still able to build, be built to come back from that and they're not yeah. well no that's uh that's a really good analysis I mean uh I think uh it'd be nice to pick up a, a win this Sunday but I know at least when I've looked at a lot of the previews online there's not a lot of folks well this is pretty much every week there's not a lot of folks picking us to win so. Uh, I just hope it's a competitive game. It'd be awesome to, to get another win, especially at home. But uh, at a minimum, it's, the worst thing ever is a home game where you go and you just get completely blown out. So so we'll see. Um, with that being said, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, feel free to send in your takes or responses to some of the stuff that we discussed today on Twitter, including the Thanksgiving side discussion, which is crucially important. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow us. They changed the Apple Podcast app horribly, where the, the way to follow us is this little random plus symbol at the very top right of the screen. Because I was showing somebody the other day how to subscribe. Um, and so you, you basically know, just subscribed for them. Hey, oh, absolutely. I got a podcast and just. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I would, I would actually ask all of our listeners who enjoy this podcast to, if you're in the, the house with your family right now, I don't care if, you know, there's a kid, like 10 year old with an, with an iPhone, go over there, hit the check mark on there. Throw us the five mean, it stars. Is, it is the time where most families are going to be coming in. So, you know, coming, coming into town. So, Hey, Graham, I got a, got an app I need to show you really quick. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be the only thing, the only podcast you subscribe to. I used to, this is, I don't even know if I should say this, but Derek, when we first started uh, back in like whatever, 2016, and I don't think these count because I think they were like demo units, but I would go to the Apple store, not for this reason, but I would be in the <laughs> Apple store and I would go to every single phone that was set up and I would bring it. I'd put it on our <laughs> podcast page and then I'd uh, try to do five stars, but I don't think it recorded them though, but I'd make sure at a minimum it was like every single phone was on that. So like people would oh see it. So I, so I was doing some like, you know, on the ground, like, you know, really yeah, your boots. Yeah. They, they call that bootstrapping. Yeah, but I was really I was bootstrapping <laughs> is what I was doing. So I don't it's know if you put the ground, man. Yeah, Derek, I don't know if you knew I I put that work in like that, but uh, man, this this guy Corey, you got to watch out for him, man. He's, he's sneaky. <laughs> yeah, he's sneaky. Right. And someone in your profession, Corey, we're not going to say what you do for a living, but I'd really watch it, man. If you ever have any dealings with uh, a, a guy by the name of Corey, 
So yeah, let's, that's let's good. Go. It's like the, it's like the office. <laughs> it's like the that. office space thing when he just moves a tenth of a cent, but actually moves a whole. Wait, have you seen? Have you seen Office yeah, before? Yeah, I have. Wow. Like okay. Yeah. Well, we made a breakthrough. We have made a breakthrough. Yeah, I've wow. seen that one. <laughs> and I, I know that what you're talking about is really funny. Um, but yeah, so if you're on Apple Podcasts and you're not, maybe you're just checking us out for the first time. If you're on our, our page uh, to see our episodes consistently in your feed, just hit the little plus symbol at the top. And if you haven't left us a rating or review yet, please do so. It helps the podcast get a little bit more recognition. And of course, we're on Spotify as well and Google Podcasts and part of the Blue Wire podcast network. So thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.